Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights. I'm Abhilash Narayan, a senior investment strategist at Standard Chartered. On this episode of the podcast, we will discuss more about the recent infrastructure plan announced by President Biden and the impact of recent developments on financial stocks. Joining me today for this conversation, I'm glad to welcome Audrey Ko, Senior Cross-Asset Strategist, and DJ Chong, who is an investment strategist with the team. So, without further ado, let's kick off today's podcast. For the benefit of our listeners, we have just published our latest weekly market view, where we discuss the implications of President Biden's latest $2.25 trillion infrastructure plan. Audrey, uh, can you share some details about the plan and the team's views on potential implications of the stimulus on asset markets? Thanks, Abhilash. In fact, there are two parts to President Biden's plan. The first plan, which is the Americans' Jobs Plan, which has unveiled uh, unveiled very, very recently, will focus on modernizing U.S. infrastructure. And the second plan, the the American Family Plan, which will be unveiled in the coming weeks, will have a focus on household and family support for the U.S. economy. Now, the jobs plan focuses on modernizing U.S. infrastructure over the next seven to eight years, and that includes upgrades to their roads, highways, bridges, as well as upgrades to their telecommunications facilities in order to allow the economy to compete more effectively globally, uh, again, especially against the likes of uh, China. Um, we believe that this plan has the potential to re-rate the U.S. productivity and growth expectations higher over the longer term, uh, which will help to elevate concerns over higher taxes, which will be used to fund such a mega stimulus project uh, package that's been announced. Now, the immediate question on many investors' mind is, if and will such a plan ignite inflation expectations, driving bond yields higher and, and hence testing the Fed's tolerance to higher bond yields? While we do not expect the U.S. Treasury bond yields to rise significantly from here, uh, we wouldn't be surprised if there were to be any overshoot in U.S. bond yields higher, which may test Fed tolerance on bond yields going forward. Um, against this backdrop, uh, we do believe that uh, this is an environment which is very positive for global equities, with a preference for equity markets, and the reopening story, as well as the pickup in economic growth in the coming months, will help sustain uh, the most recent outperformance that we have seen in value versus growth equity as well. And within value equities, uh, we have a preference for banking style, uh, banking sectors, as well as industrial and energy sectors, which are uh, uh, value proxies. Thank you, Audrey. Uh, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that uh, one of the key sectors within value style is financials. Now, the other big development this week uh, was uh, regarding uh, a particular family office, Cost Capital, which could potentially lead to billions of dollars of losses for financial institutions. So what are your views on the impact on, on, on financial stocks? Well, just as a context, right, uh, Akiko's capital is a family office. And according to media, um, the, the, the family office has been taking large concentrated bets on certain companies. And there's been a plunge in some of the key positions, which led to margin costs and unwinding of the positions from its prime brokers. According to the most recent updates in media, most, if not more, uh, all of its unwinding has been done. Um, although there could be fears that there may be further blow-ups in other hedge funds, for example, but if we look at uh, banks uh, as a whole, uh, they are much better capitalized after G- the GFC. Uh, hence, uh, we do believe that uh, some of the concerns over a greater contagion from the banking sector may be unwarranted. 
Um, we continue to like banks as a sector, uh, given that we believe that they will benefit from the ongoing economic recovery, uh, a steeper yield curve, which will be favorable for recovery in banks' profitability, um, as well as cheaper valuations, and they still continue to trade at a good discount to global equities, uh, and especially the tech sector, for example. And other further uh, positive developments include uh, the resumption of share buybacks as well as dividend payout, uh, which are also positive factors for banks to outperform in our view. Thank you, Audrey. Now, moving on to fixed income markets, uh, this next question is for you, DJ. In recent months, we have seen continued policy tightening in China. Uh, does the team think that it is a risk for Asian high-yield bonds? Well, Abilash, if you delve deeper into the universe of Asian credit, bonds from Chinese issuers account for over 50% of Asian high-yield corporate bonds, and hence policy measures impacting Chinese high-yield issuers are important. Now, having said that, we believe the impact of the recent tightening in Chinese policy is likely limited. There are two potential channels uh, through which Chinese policy tightening can spill over to Asian high yield in our view. Firstly, policy tightening may undermine the credit quality of Chinese issuers as they could face funding challenges or higher borrowing costs going forward. However, the recent policy measures were well flagged, giving companies time to adapt to these changes. Now, for example, many Chinese property developers, uh, which are a key segment within the high yield market, have actually strengthened their balance sheets in uh, recent months. Uh, secondly, we could also see increased issuance in the dollar-denominated bond market to offset any onshore funding challenges. However, in quarter one this year, high yield issuance as a proportion of total issuance in Asian dollar bond markets has actually declined compared to the last two years. So against this backdrop, and after taking into account the attractive yield and spread pickup offered by Asian dollar high yield corporate bonds over their high, uh, U.S. high yield counterparts, we continue to view them as a preferred holding. Thanks. Uh, last but not the least, uh, we have seen sharp moves in currency markets, especially uh, dollar yen, with the pair moving about 110. What is the near term outlook on the currency pair? That's a good question, Abhilash. I think dollar yen has been. Uh, a currency of focus, a currency pair of focus for most people. So we know the dollar has risen broadly as U.S. COVID-19 vaccinations, growth expectations and bond use has all risen faster than elsewhere. Uh, low yielding currencies such as the euro, Swiss franc and yen have all underperformed as risk sentiment has uh, improved. Uh, dollar yen, uh, we know, is quite sensitive to longer term real yield differentials and has rallied significantly since the start of the year. Now, the break above 110 this week has also triggered bullish technical signals that target resistance around 111.70 to 112.20 as potential uh, next stops. Our view is this rally may soon peak and possibly reverse. Although dollar-yen has a tendency to extend, we are in overbought conditions momentum-wise. And on a separate note, a new Japanese financial year is just beginning and this could attract some institutional flows propping up the yen. On technical charts, resistance, like I mentioned earlier, is limited to around 112 until there is at the least some price consolidation. This could mean a decline back down into 108.30 to around 109.30, followed by a period of sideways trading. Thanks again, Audrey and DJ, for joining our conversation today. That's all for this episode of Standard Chartered Money Insights. If you would like to learn more or read our publications, please visit our website at sc.com under Market Insights. As a reminder, if you enjoyed our discussion, 
please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast thanks for joining us goodbye thank you for listening to standard chartered money insights a podcast series by standard chartered bank for more details on the latest market insights subscribe to standard chartered money insights